welcome to Silk Digital Marketing Mastery, your go-to podcast for elevating your digital marketing success as a female business owner. I'm your host, Sam, founder of Silk Digital, with over six years of experience working with clients from startups to established brands. Each week, my guests and I will provide insider knowledge and expert guidance on social media, email marketing, digital advertising, and more. On this show, you can expect to learn how to create irresistible marketing messages that connect with your dream customers, establish an unbreakable brand identity that they can't help but trust, and develop a holistic approach to your marketing that supports your business goals. I know that as a female entrepreneur, you face unique challenges when it comes to building your brand and growing your business. That's why I'm here to provide you with the tools, strategies, and insights you need to take control of your marketing and achieve your goals. So whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, this podcast is for you. Get ready to learn, be inspired, and take your digital marketing game to the next level. Hello, my friend, and welcome back to the Silk Digital Marketing Mastery Podcast. I am your host, Sam. Welcome if this is your first time tuning in. Today, I have a very special guest joining me, Chloe from Mend Nutrition. I have actually known Chloe for about seven or eight years, I think it's been. We crossed paths all those years ago working together in retail. And back then, obviously, neither of us had had our own businesses. We were both still studying. So it's really cool to be able to kind of come full circle and have her on the podcast and just chat about business, health, all of the things that we are both super passionate about. So super excited to basically finish the season, my very first podcast season and round out the year with a podcast that, we, yeah, we are chatting all about health and wellness. And I think it will be a really good reminder to take care of yourself and maybe set some New Year's goals and resolutions around health and wellness in your life. So Chloe is a nutritionist who is bringing a whole new perspective on nutrition and health by considering every facet that makes a person who they are. Her practice is driven by her core values, nourishment, balance, and compassion, which we chat about today. I really think that this episode is great for not only business owners, but just anybody in general on how to create more longevity in their life and really find that love and happiness and just feel good overall. Because I think we are in a society these days where it's kind of normal to be feeling tired or not getting enough sleep or feeling yucky. And I think that just from speaking to Chloe today, a lot of that comes back and is tied back to nutrition and gut health. So, Without further ado, let's jump in to the episode. Hey, Chloe, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. I'm so excited to chat with you, but I like to kind of obviously introduce you and get you to tell us a bit more about yourself, who you are, what you do. Yes, absolutely. Thank you again for the opportunity. This is so much fun. So I'm Chloe. I started MEND, uh, I'm going to say a year and a half ago now. Time is just a weird concept at the moment. Um, but studied nutrition from 2013 to 2017, finished my degree, fell in love with the entire industry. However, left uni and thought, not ready to start my business yet. That's 100% a goal. Always was a goal to start my own business, but felt like I needed some more experience under the belt. So got a job with a doctor in the city who specializes in women's hormones, nutrition, and weight loss. And so I've been there now for nearly five years and it's been 
such an incredible stepping stone and an amazing solid foundation that I've received in order to start my business because basically she's filled in the gaps of everything that I was missing from my uni degree in regards to analyzing blood test results and using complementary medicines like vitamins and minerals and stuff like that within my business. Um, so I started MEND. I have been very, very fortunate and blessed enough for it to it's kickstarted really quickly. And so now I've probably got around 60 to 70 clients. Um, I see them every single weekend. I have, I've done a lot actually. I've started Nourish, which is a women's workshop in person that we have done in August, which was an incredible day. I did my first corporate event, speaking event at a law firm two weeks ago. Um, which was an amazing opportunity. And then I run cleansers as well. So MEND is really, uh, there's a whole bunch of aspects within MEND. So I have my one-on-one consults, I have my workshops, I have my cleansers, I have all of this sort of stuff. And I really do that because one type of service might not be appropriate for every single person. So I like to reach as many people as I can in order to push the type of message that I'm trying to push in regards to um, health, nutrition, diet, lifestyle. Predominantly women have gravitated towards me. However, I would say maybe 10%, 15% of my clients are male as well. But yeah, it's been it's been a journey. Wow. I like even those other aspects of it, I'm like, I didn't realize you had, yeah, the in-person events and things like that, which is epic. Yeah. How are you then balancing everything being like, I know being in the health space and maybe this is just an assumption, but I'm assuming that, you know, you're all about the balance and like making sure that, you know, it's mind, body, soul sort of, how do you then balance all that with everything going on in your life? You know what? It's so funny because I push that with my clients. Like my clients will come in for nutrition advice and I'm like, jokes on you. We're actually talking about your entire We're going to work work on your physical, we're going to work on your mind, we're going to work on everything. And so I really teach my clients how to balance that because I explain to them, you might come to me for weight loss, but if you're stressed and you're not sleeping, the last thing your body's going to do is lose weight. And even though I push that, it's still a struggle that I personally deal with as well because we're only human. I'm still and have been for the last year and a half working four full days at my normal job. So probably that has been a big, the biggest challenge of mine. And that's why I'm really excited next year to pull back from that job so I can balance better. But honestly, ensuring that I'm looking after myself first and foremost always has made me resilient to the workload and the stress. So as soon as my sleep goes, you'll see me crying. As soon as I'm not treating my body well in regards to what I'm consuming food-wise, even what I'm consuming in regards to social media and the news, if there is a lot of negative stuff around me, I can feel that real burden. Um, So I've made sure that I've prioritised, for example, if I get up in the morning and I've got a lot of work to do for clients, it doesn't matter. My workout still needs to come first. So just looking after myself, um, I've been getting into breath work and meditation, which is not something that comes natural to me. And it's definitely also been a challenge, but I've definitely found it helps. Something which sounds crazy, but cold showers have been huge in my mental resilience. 
resilience, nothing seems that hard when you do a cold shower. (laughs) Everything else seems a little bit more doable. Yeah. Um, But balance is everything because I'm sure you would know it's just you cannot provide the quality of service that you want to provide if you're lacking yourself and you're feeling a little bit like a mess. So it's just been looking after myself both with diet, physically, mentally, all of that sort of stuff as well. Yeah, amazing. Do you have, like you're saying, if if your sleep goes or you're over-consuming, like do you have, I guess, not triggers, but maybe warning signs or things to know, okay, I'm over consuming like too much social media content. I need to cut it out. Like, how do you know when you've gone over that mark? Yeah, it's really interesting. Um, Sleep is the first because I will notice that during the day I'm busy, busy, busy. But then as soon as I get into bed, that's where my brain just goes, did you reply to this person? Did you do Mm. blah, blah, blah? The struggle to fall asleep is my biggest sign. Another sign, which I'm really proud of myself for being intuitive and picking this up, is my irritability. So something as little as being next to someone at work and they're like tapping their pen, if that frustrates me, I know that I'm stressed because I'm quite a chill person anyway. Mm -hmm. I'm a crier, so I'll cry. Even just my quality of work and me sitting down and trying to investigate a case or work something out just the fact that I can't actually do that or I'm getting too distracted I'm procrastinating is a really big one probably the biggest thing in regards to balance that I've also come to terms with is putting boundaries in place Uh, when it comes to saying yes to plans outside of work unfortunately they need to sort of pick and choose what's important because that downtime is so important to balance all of the craziness. Yeah, for sure. And I guess as we're coming into, well, we're pretty much kind of in that busy period, whether it's like that festive season or just wrapping up the end of the year, I think for people listening, like setting boundaries is something as business owners, we probably struggle to do because you want to have that balance, you know, the work-life balance. But yeah, coming from Chloe, who's a specialist in health and wellness, setting boundaries is important. (laughs) It is hard when you run your own business because you just think, well, no one else is going to do the work and it's still happening for you. And so it's hard to be firm on yourself and say, put the work away and then just relax. But you just need to know that it's then going to in turn benefit your business. So yeah, hundred percent. So we go back a little while. We worked together in retail. God, I don't even know how many years ago that was now. I'm going to say like eight, maybe. Yeah. I have no idea. I'm just, yeah, putting a random. Roughly. Yeah. And I think back then from memory, like, and this isn't to be an offense or anything, but I don't, like you weren't fully into the health and wellness side then, were you? So how did you kind of like decide to go down that track? What led you to that? Well, it's actually a really interesting journey because even while I was studying nutrition, I still ate really poorly, (laughs) treated my body terribly. And I think that's a real unfortunate testament to where we are at in regards to society and what we're being taught at uni and stuff like that, the government guidelines, they think they're a little bit far from where we need to be. Um, And that's a a big reason as to why I didn't feel that educated when I finished my uni degree because all of the things that I learned didn't make sense and didn't feel like they aligned with an optimal health. All of the guidelines that they recommend, all of the things that they push, 
It's not actually in turn helping people and optimizing their health. And we know this by the fact that illness and disease are at all time high, mm. even though we're spending quadrillion million dollars a year on healthcare. So this was a really big eye opener for me. And that's why I finished my uni degree and thought this isn't right. I need to do a lot myself. So I dived deep. I spent, you know, a good three, four years while I worked, just got a random job at ANZ. And I spent three, four years doing mini courses, long courses. I studied, I researched, I read so many nutrition books. For three, four years, my brain was just, where, where am I? What do I need to learn that's going to help people here? Because unfortunately, I didn't feel like my uni degree did that. It yeah. took to a certain degree about chemistry and biology and the body and things like that. But the actual tangible action that I need to help my clients with or that I need, it wasn't there. So I dove deep. I found the people that aligned with me within the industry, learned a lot from mentors. Uh, I have a beautiful colleague and friend who's a naturopath who has taught me so much. The doctor that I work for has taught me so much. So I think once I found my circle, yeah, all started making sense then. And I also think once I found or came to the realization that we just need to go back to what we used to do. Mm. And it's now the modern things that we're putting into the world that is making us sick. It's really quite easy to make better choices when you just think, okay, well, what would my ancestors have done 200 years ago? So that's sort of the mentality that I go by in regards to helping my clients. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's been a journey because it's not easy information to come by either. Yeah, it's so interesting because I guess for me it's I'm very much passionate in that whole area as well. So not I'm definitely not <laughs> as knowledgeable as you are, but to have some sort of basic understanding and like you said taking it back to what our ancestors used to have. Do you find like that people will come to you like are you ever surprised at what they are consuming or what they believe is like healthy in terms of what they've been taught like which you're just like holy shit that is so bad oh sam it is so incredibly sad it's really really sad i have i would say 95 percent of the clients that walk in my door have minimal to no knowledge on what they should be consuming which is just absolutely mm. mind-blowing to me because Food is information for the body. So every single bite of food that we take is telling your body to do something, whether it's going to contribute to good health or whether it's going to contribute to disease, it's going to do one of those things. So the fact that our body can only function on the resources that we give it, but that we're not taught that at school is just so crazy. Another problem and it's not anyone's fault. The lack of education is not anyone's fault because there nowadays with social media, within 10 minutes of scrolling, you can be told to go carnivore, then vegan, then paleo, then vegetarian, then this. And it's yeah. so saturated with so much information. And so people are really confused, which is obviously why I come in and I love that and I bring clarity to them. And I just say, you don't need to be worried about this. This is what you need more of. This is what you need less of. And I really try to simplify it because there's been a lot of misconceptions and a lot of myths throughout time. Mm. A lot of it's, it's very hard 
to unlearn something once you've learnt it. So, yeah, a lot of people are misinformed, but when you sit there and you show them compassion and empathy and sit there and explain things to them, I think it also helps that I'm thriving and I feel incredible and there's not one aspect of my life where I am lacking in health-wise and I think that's a really good example for them so that can give them reassurance to trust me in my guidance. A hundred percent. And it's funny because I know I talk about, I use the term like lifestyle marketing, right? Where brands are like, or should be promoting, like basically embodying what they preach. And I feel like you are the best example of that because you literally do everything you tell your clients to do and follow. And yeah, you are the best walking example of that. So all credit to you in that area. Well, that's just what I do. I try something cool. That works. I'll tell my clients to do it. Yeah. and you know what? It's it's trial and error. And that's the same with business. I mean, I'm sure that you would come across the same thing. Like you might make a mistake and tell someone to do something and it might not work, but you'll never, ever do that ever again. So yeah, exactly. We're all sort of on this journey together. For sure. And when somebody comes to say a client, I don't know if there's maybe a bit of a misconception in people's minds of I'm only going to nutritionist if I want to lose weight or like I am overweight Generally, like, what do you find people come to you for and and why should people come to you? Like, you know, maybe they don't realize they don't have that awareness yet, but yeah, what should they kind of come to you for? Look, majority of people will come to me once they have a concern. I have a small percentage of people that come to me purely to optimize their health, even though they feel amazing, which is really cool and fun because then I can fine tune and get into the nitty gritty type of stuff. But majority, vast majority of people will come to me with concerns in regards to a lot of the time it's digestion, bloating, irregular bowel movements, cramps, stuff like that, intolerances. A lot of women are coming to me for period pain and menstrual cycle concerns, which is also a very big misconception because I think we have a, I think it's it's like a real topic of discussion and it's a funny topic that people are like, oh yeah, I'm in bed all day because I've got period pain or yeah, mm. craving sweets and I eat a whole block of chocolate the day before my period. And I don't think that a lot of people realize that's actually not normal. Just because something is common doesn't mean it's normal. So that comes through the door a lot. Uh, I think Again, like I said, there might be people that come to me with period pain or weight loss, but they're not sleeping when I ask them my 100 million questions that I ask them. And so then I do help them with all aspects. So I um, base men based on the pillars of health, which are diet, movement, play and connection, and rest, which sleep falls in that. And I sort of push those four pillars because I explain to my clients that if one bucket and one pillar is lacking, then it's going to pull from the others. So we need to make sure we have a really nice balance of those. But yeah, I mean, we've got a lot of hormonal issues now in our modern society. I've got a few men with low testosterone, a lot of males and females with infertility, parasites. There is just a whole bunch of stuff, but it really all stems from the gut. So I just work health and then it all stems from their hormones, immune system, the brain, everything. It's so interesting because, yeah, a lot of people would probably, you know, I'm going to go to the doctor because I have period pain or like not many people would assume I'm going to go sort out my nutrition and then that will help fix the problem. So I feel like you've got a big like educational awareness piece around that to really 
Yeah, yeah. And, it's, and it's really cool. Like I have, uh, you know, women with endometriosis that have ridiculous periods. The, the amount of pain that they're in every period is ridiculous and, you know, they'll go to their gynecologist and ask for the hormone blood test that I've asked for and their gyno will say, I don't know why you're doing that. Food's not going to impact your endometriosis. And, you know, sometimes within six to eight weeks, that period pain's gone completely, something that for years. Uh, sometimes it can take a bit longer, sometimes it can't, but it's your body really responds so well. The body is so beautiful. So when you give it the right tools and resources, aka food, um, it sends all of these beautiful chemical messages and then yeah, so nutrition is basically everything. Yeah, it really is. I've definitely learned that through you. So you've done an amazing <laughs> job and you look after yourself so much. And I really applaud people that look after themselves as much as you do. That's not in my space. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I obviously think to myself, yes, I love it and I thrive of it, but the fact that it's my passion and it's what I do day in, day out, that, that's got to be a motivating factor as well. So you guys don't have that entire aspect of living and breathing it, but you're still doing it. So it's, yeah, you should be very proud of yourself. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, let's like change tune to, I guess, your business. And like you mentioned, you're feeling very lucky. You've got a whole heap of clients and you've been open for like, what, 18 months, I think you said. What do you feel like has been the biggest like contributor to your success so far? It's a really interesting question because I've never thought about it before. I <laughs> feel like I've even had the time to think about where the business is going, where it's come from, all of this sort of stuff. So it's good for you to um, open that to me. But so Instagram's probably been the biggest tool in regards to getting clients and getting people to mend. I've been, I'm, uh, you know, social media has its negatives, but my goodness, is it good in regards to business as a tool? It's a free marketing tool. I can use it all day, every day, and have access to so many people's attention so easily. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want me to be honest, I think the biggest contributing factor to my success is the fact that I'm really personal and that I'm very relatable. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a lot of practitioners out there like me that keep it real serious and keep it real sciencey and don't have that personal touch. And based on feedback, I feel as though that has been a real big decider in people coming my way because they feel comfortable. They feel like, hey, this is just your average woman who is going to teach me how to live my best life, but in a real balanced understanding way it's not like you need to do this and you can never sway away from your plan and etc etc I go out for a cocktail with my partner to celebrate our anniversary I go to my nonna's and literally need to unbutton my jeans I've eaten that much pasta so I'm not far from where they are and especially I think I really bang on about the fact that I spent the first maybe 17 years of my life eating McDonald's twice a week, two, three times a week. So I think it's a real comforting being open and honest with my audience and having that relatable, you know, building that rapport with them. I really do feel that is one of my biggest contributors to my success. Um, Obviously, my knowledge and my outcomes as well. I mean, I probably, I would say percent-wise, 
maybe 70% are from Instagram, 30% are word from word of mouth. So yeah, so I really think that's a really big contributing factor. I mean, I'm not great with marketing. I actually need you. <laughs> so because I've been so busy, I haven't actually gotten to that point in my career or my business where I can sit there and actually focus on proper marketing, the schedules, you know, actually making sense of my platform. But I've been really lucky and I feel like it is because of that aspect. And it's so important. hundred percent. That relatability is huge, especially in your space. I think, like you mentioned, there are probably practitioners and things out there and, and it is that that clinical feel and people don't feel comfortable. And I think, yeah, going based on your past experiences and to where you are now, and as I mentioned before, you are like a walking, talking, you know, basically billboard for your business because you do everything you say to do. So I think you use social media so well, considering, as you mentioned, you don't feel like you're super great with it, but I think you underestimate the power that you have just in what you do. And I feel like that's huge for a lot of businesses, even listening to this podcast to like understand that, yeah, you've got to kind of walk the talk or talk the walk, you know. (laughs) And like you can, you definitely need to focus on, you know, strategies and tools and all of that sort of stuff. But don't forget about the fact that you're actually trying to attract real human people mm-hmm. and you're also just a human and be friends with them and love them. Like I love every single person that walks in my door and I have practitioners that are close to me that are very like, as soon as the time is up for the consult, it's done. And then don't contact me until the next consult or send me mm-hmm. an email and Look, there does need to be a balance, but when you are running your business from passion and love for the other person, I feel like that really portrays and I, and and it, and it, it brings success. A hundred percent. People like, yeah, want to feel like they're comfortable with you and I, you just create, like you're literally their biggest cheerleader. And I think that's important. I send them gifts of their, you know, like little gut bugs dancing around and, you know, it's just fun. I, I, I try not to take anything too seriously and I also try not to be attached to outcomes. I mean, it's good mm-hmm. to have goals and it's good to have business, you know, where you want to see things in regards to finances and the amount of clients that are coming in, but it's also important to sort of let go a little bit of having hope but not being attached because then you're leading for disappointment and this is just somewhere where I'm sort of trusting where the universe is taking me with this one. Yeah. Have you always been like that? Always. Always been like that and it's worked really well for me, you know, like in year 12, I remember just like my parents being like, you know, you know, you're not even stressing and whatever. And I'm just like, I'm going to do what I need to do. Mm -hmm. Whatever happens, happens. And I'm a true believer of if, for example, if men doesn't work out and I want to be a hairdresser tomorrow, that's what I'm going to do. I'm really easy on myself and I'm really not attached to wherever because I just basically if you put the trust in the universe and you trust that the world is just going to look after you exactly how you're going to, then every single thing that doesn't work out the way that you're meant to is almost just you look at it as a blessing into another open door. So I try to do that because it's the key to happiness. Yeah. I'm, I am a big believer in that too, although I find it's a lot harder said than done. But it is. Especially, I think it is tricky to not put like almost like our self-worth on the outcomes of things. Um, And yeah, something I'm definitely learning as I go. But I think especially in business too, there's such 
maybe it's a pressure we put on ourselves, but everyone's like, oh, you've got to be growing or you've got to be yeah, having X amount of clients or hitting this amount of money because you've been open for three years now. But there's really no scale or, you know, measurement to where you should be at what stage. Because it's your own unique journey. And I think, yes, we're only human. It's very disheartening when I have a client that doesn't return. Mm. And you naturally go to, what didn't I do? Didn't I perform well? Did I not provide the service that they wanted? Is it, It's all a self-doubt thing because obviously retention is super important in regards to business. However, we also need to know that more often than not, it's not us. I mean, if it's happening on a recurring basis, you need to sit down and reflect and be like, what am I doing wrong? But if it's a small percentage, then you need to understand people, they're in their own lives. Some people don't want to do the things that you want to do. Sometimes they can't mm-hmm. afford it. So, but like you, I do the same thing. You know, you go straight to, you're like, oh, I'm heartbroken. Yeah, you do. You just think it's straight away. Oh, I've done something wrong. But Like you said, we're on a learning journey and that's what business is. So I think it's just like I'm trying to keep reminding myself to enjoy the journey because. How uh, old is digital now? We're almost three, three in March, which is wild. Yeah. Time has just flown. An amazing job. I saw your photo shoot the other day. I was like, I want to be part of that. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's so much fun. And that's another thing. I'm like putting expectations on things and I think. Like anybody can, you know, take this advice in a way. It's just like look at it from a positive thing. If it doesn't work out, at least, you know, for the photo shoot, for example, I'm like, if it all goes to shit, I had so much fun and yes. it's it is what it is. I always say to everyone, I'm a yes woman. I say yes to everything. You want me to be on your podcast? Yes. You want me to be a speaker event at a law firm? Sure. I say yes to literally every opportunity I put in. It's really funny that you say this because I ran five kilometers yesterday, which was a goal of mine. And I have a client who replied and said, now that you've done the five kilometers, I've been trying to get all of my friends to do a 14 kilometer with me in March. Do it with me. I said, sure. <laughs> Love that. I say yes. And if I don't do it and if I can't do it on the day, I don't care. This is just a competition within myself. Like yeah. if I do it, then I'll do it. Like it's I don't see failure as a bad thing. It's always a learning and everything is an experience. And when you look at it like that, then everything is so much less scary. Yeah, so true. And I think in the early days for me, and I don't know if you can relate to this at all, but like with my business when I started it. I was very naive as to what I was getting myself into. So I was like, yeah, this is all fun and games. And then things start, you know, getting growing. And then I go full time in the business and it's like, oh shit, now I'm putting all this pressure on myself and things are a lot more like you're overthinking it. And I'm like, oh my God, is this going to work? Is it not? And you get too scared. Whereas I miss being in those early phases of being like, yeah, let's just do it. Let's go for it. What have I got to lose? There is literally not one successful person out there that hasn't failed 5,000 times before you've seen their success. And then we only see their success and we just think like, oh yeah, they did everything right, but they probably spent hundreds of thousands of dollars starting other businesses before they got yeah. to that successful one. I've recently just started jumping into business books. It's not something that I like. entire the entire side of the business and the finances and all of that sort of stuff is not something I'm passionate in at all so Mm -hmm. I struggle to prioritize time learning about it but I understand the importance of running your own business you you have to it's not for fun no at the end of the day so yeah 
Are you listening or reading anything great at the moment that you recommend? I have a really good friend who he randomly sent me a book through Amazon, which was so lovely because he read it and he thought that it would be perfect for my business. It's by Ali Termozzi. Yeah. Maybe Grand Grand Slam Deal or something like that. One of his books. Something like that. It's a purple one. But um, (laughs) it's a very easy read. It's very simple and the way he explains things is really good. And so I think, you know, whether whatever business you have, whether you have services or products, hopefully both, you learn different strategies and tools on how to offer those products and services to people and all of that sort of stuff. So as I jump out of my normal job next year, I can then jump into learning a little bit more about that sort of stuff. Yeah, I'm excited for you. Do you have any big plans for 2024 that you... We've got more workshops in place, which is super fun. We hire out a beautiful yoga studio in Thornbury. Last time we had 30 women and it went for three hours. Wow. And I make them bone broth and zucchini slices and we meditate and uh, it's just really, really fun. So we have another workshop that's probably going to happen in March. Um, and then I've got some more cleansers and then I'll open my books up, which is exciting, another day for clients. And I just, I think in regards to business and what I'm learning is that you need to make everything a little bit more easier for yourself. So using your time more efficiently. So um, I'm, I'm looking into probably restructuring my client services. So for example, at the moment right now, I do one-on-one consults. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to offer a different type of service where they people can choose one-on-one consults where we catch up once every four weeks, which is real, roughly what I do now, or more so an eight to 12-week package where they can sort of come to me for a 12-week health transformation, trying to rectify any concern that they have, and they purchase it as a package and they have check-ins with me twice a week. So it's a more of yeah. a personal approach. I think this will be really beneficial for my fat loss clients because with people that are trying to lose weight, I find that the next week, the first week after we talk, they're really good. And then the next three weeks, they go off the bandwagon a little bit Mm. to have that constant check-in system. Yeah. Just that accountability. I think that's a great idea. I think people like dates. People like, okay, I'm on this for eight weeks and they're Mm -hmm. more inclined to stick to something because they're on it, which is why the cleanse is so successful as well. Yeah, I agree. And just like in terms of, I guess, if a client was to come to you or maybe they are in business, do you have any, this is probably just general advice or recommendations for people listening that might not be maybe as into health and wellness, or they're finding that they don't have the balance in their life and they're just super stressed out all the time, not sleeping, what would your advice be to them? Where to start, the basics? few aspects. I think that first and foremost, sleep and rest is so underestimated. It is quite literally the foundation to your entire health and it's the way that your body reboots. So I think I was listening to Andrew Huberman the other day and he was saying, it does not matter how much stress the human has throughout the day, if you are getting seven to eight hours sleep, you can always handle it. Mm-hmm. As soon as that sleep goes to five, six hours, that's when that resilience lacks. Mm-hmm. So sleep is quite literally the core to everything else. And people are so quick to put that to the side and prioritize Netflix and prioritize their phone or spend at night working on their laptop and think, you know, sleep is 
not important right now and really they don't realise that's going to cause a lot of harm both mentally and physically, short-term and long-term. The statistics in regards to men's testosterone levels when they get five hours worth eight hours versus eight hours is crazy. Something like if you get five hours of sleep versus eight hours, you wake up with the same blood glucose level as a diabetic. Wow. Uh, so your body physically can't function without sleep. So prioritize sleep. Don't see, don't look at any screens 45 minutes before bed. Keep your room cooler. Focus on getting your sleep and everything else will in turn flourish. My second Rule of, adv- rule of advice to anyone that doesn't even know where to begin is 80% of your meals should be cooked from home. Mm-hmm. We have no idea what anyone else is putting in our food when we're out, not just in regards to calories, but that is a big one, but additives, preservatives. I mean, if you're running a restaurant, you are going to use cheaper quality products to save costs. It's just a given. Yeah. Vegetable oils, which are incredibly toxic, lots of sources that are full of sugar. So, Making sure that you're home cooking your meals 80% of the week already saves you so much, even if you're not even eating that good. Just the fact that you know what's in your food is a game changer. I think I didn't even realize until I started seeing clients and and receiving food diaries how much people just buy lunch every single day. Mm. Literally will take you an hour and a half of prioritizing meal prep to make sure that you've got your meals there. Yeah. So those two things are really, really big. And probably my third thing would be to learn a little bit how to read ingredient panels for when you do go grocery shopping. And my rule of thumb to my clients is if there is a whole list of things and you have no idea what these words are, it's not great for you. (laughs) And I think that's where, where everyone should start. From there, I think you get the energy and motivation because you're feeling good to then continue on but number one sleep because if you are waking up tired that is not normal and I don't blame you for not being motivated to do anything else throughout the day yeah what about if people have struggled to fall asleep do you think that then ties back into diet or like should they be focusing on different things like you know the meditation and breath work like you mentioned or because I think that's one thing too where people like I just can't sleep I'm too stressed like but then I want to sleep, but I can't. Yeah. It's so multifactorial. Like for example, for me, even when I'm stressed, I do all of the things and sometimes it's still a struggle. So you really need to battle it in all different aspects. So like I said, the screens are a really big one. What we don't realize is that the screen from the computer or the phone, it signifies to our brain that it's daylight. So it suppresses our sleep hormone. So we don't want to be looking at screens. Meditation and breath work is a huge one before bed to quiet the mind. Diet's a big one because studies show that sugar, alcohol, and caffeine after 12, 1 o'clock can really affect the deep quality sleep that we want. So making sure that we're nourishing our body, not eating too late. You really want to make sure that you have maybe two to three hours optimally before you sleep, because if your body still has digestion to do, it's not going to fall to fall asleep properly. So there's just a whole bunch of things that you need to do. But probably my biggest piece of advice would be the last two hours of your night, keep it as quiet as possible, keep it as peaceful as possible don't eat anything, don't really consume anything in regards to news and that sort of stuff. Journal and read. That's what I would do. Yeah. No, I I think it's 
funny because we, I mean, I very much am aware of all these things I need to do, but then yeah. having that self-discipline and doing it, like just knowing, okay, I need to put my phone down now. It's, but they do, they trap you in. Like I am scrolling at TikTok. And I'm like, I need to stop this. I know this is so bad for me. I've got my journal, my book beside my bed, ready to go. But I'm like, no, I can't get out of this like doom scrolling. <laughs> And that's quite literally what the phones and what social media has been made to do. So it's not our fault. And from someone that knows all of the things to do, I still even self-sabotage sometimes. (laughs) But like I say to my clients, I think there is a very, very big importance in learning how to prioritize future you over present you. Yeah. yeah. So hey, Morning Chloe is going to be really, really happy because she's going to be energized for her workout. And then that's going to in turn positively impact her entire day. If I put this phone down now and for the next hour, if I spend on Instagram, it's actually going to bring me no benefit. Yeah. So learning and remembering your why in the moment is so important. Yeah. I feel like as business owners too, we should really be looking at things from like a bigger picture future thing rather than, but it can be so easy to get stuck in like the hustle of I've got to do this. I've got to do this now, but it's like, can I stop, put the phone down close my laptop, get off emails and just chill out for an hour or two hours before bed that then I'm going to appreciate this tomorrow. Like you said. And you'll have a, such a better day in regards to your business the next day. Yeah. 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 It's so crazy. But again, we're only human and trust me, I am the same. I was working till 9.45 last night on my laptop. Mm. I go to bed at like 9.30 usually. Um, So it's just one of those things, but you just wake up the next day and you try again. Yeah, that's true. Trying again the next day. (laughs) That's why I say, you know, I've got got 56 women doing my cleanse at the moment. And then just say, if you wake up and you accidentally eat something that's not cleanse approved, you don't think, oh, effort, I've effed up the cleanse now. No, you go to sleep, you wake up and you start again. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Such a good attitude to have. Well, Chloe, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Where can people find you? Thank you so much. It's been so fun. Um, they can find me Mend Full Stop Nutrition on Instagram if you search Mend Nutrition. Otherwise, my email is chloe.mendnutrition at gmail.com. But definitely follow me on Instagram. I'm very, very active on there. I think everyone knows every single thing that I'm doing at the times on there. But it's a lot of fun and I feel like a lot of people get a gist of what I'm about, which is cool because then I attract the right people my way. Exactly. You're preaching it. like <laughs> Exactly right. But, yeah, so uh, mend.nutrition on Instagram and then hopefully maybe even with your help we'll start a website and do all of that next year. Yeah, exciting times ahead. Well, I'll leave everything in the show notes anyway so people can – click on it and come and say hi. But yes, I definitely recommend giving Chloe a follow because she shares some just really inspiring stuff, but also good recipe inspo and things too. So it's always fun. Thank you so much for joining me today. Don't forget, you can learn more about my free resources that will help you scale your business by going to my website, www.silkhyphendigital.com.au. And you can always find the links and resources mentioned in today's episode over there too. I would love for you to come say hi over on Instagram at silkdigital underscore. Thanks so much. And I'll see you in the next episode.